Listener discretion is always advised. This is for masters, this technique. You already know what you're listening to. If you don't, welcome to the show. This is the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Yes, I am the Sacramento Prince, but you can call me the California King. Welcome to the Justice and the Peace Podcast. You know, uh, there's been a lot going on over the weekend, um, at least. It seems like it was a lot going on, but when is it not a lot of shit going on in this damn country or on this damn marble or in this motherfucking world? I, I mean, they're all the same, right? I mean, well, what's, what's different? Nothing, right? I hope you are well. Today's date is Monday, January 23rd. Fuck what they talking about and fuck what you heard. This is the best solo produced podcast available ever. Now, you know, I search the motherfucking web and I find all kinds of shit that intrigues me that I think I should share, especially with people who don't care. That's just what I feel my calling is in this life. But anyway, let me remind you one more time. This is, um, this is justice. I am a peaceful man, but I don't got a problem breaking you bitches into motherfucking pieces. This podcast comes on daily, and I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Can't none of y'all play me, man. I mean, let's start the show. You know, um, what a great weekend. What a beautiful, beautiful motherfucking weekend. Especially... If you are a San Francisco 49ers fan. Now, if you're not, um, you cowgirls, yes, you, with the uh with the little uh, uh those little stringy things hanging from your bikinis. Uh uh, yeah, oh I mean uh yeah, well that should apply to most of you guys, you fucking cowgirls. But anyway, I I have to. It is my calling, it is my duty to go ahead and and remind you of where it is that you sit right now. The best part of you ran down to crack your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. I think you've been cheated. Where in hell are you from anyway, Private? Sir, Texas, sir! Whoa! Bad call. Holy dog shit, Texas only steers and queers come from Texas, Private Cowboy. I didn't say that. He did, private cowboy. And you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. Queer. Do you suck dicks? Sir, no, sir. I don't lie. Are you a Peter Pupper? Sir, no, sir. I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. You are a foul individual. I'll be watching you. But then again, I want you nasty motherfucker. You know what? That may that may have been a little bit. Was that too much? I hope not. I hope not. Clear it up. <laughs> Jerry Jones gonna walk in that locker room. Oh, you niggas fired. <laughs> <laughs> I will fuck around and die before we go to a Super Bowl. Let him die. You niggas, you niggas ain't even been to a conference championship in 27 years. And y'all, we Americans see you America's nightmare, nigga. Fuck is wrong with y'all. Y'all ain't American team. You niggas ain't shit. Y'all lost to a nigga named Brock Purdy. The fuck? First of all. Hold on, Gilly. Hold on, buddy. I think that's all that we'll need from you. On that segment, you're not going to go in on my team, little fella. That's what you're not going to do. But anyway, there's been a lot of shit going on. There's there's always a lot of shit going on. And I'm always saying that it's a lot of shit going on. Let me go ahead and let you guys in on a few things that's going on. Last week, I reported on the train that stopped through 
this police department and this train, everybody could get on. I mean, the motherfucker running the canine, he could ride the train. The nigga who was operating the typewriter, he could punch in a key. I'm talking about the motherfucker who did the door dash, could have got a motherfucking seat on this train. You know what I'm talking about, it's brain gang, nigga. I'm talking about the train that was ran on that motherfucking police officer, and man, you know, TikTok and, and, and all of these little social media platforms, they have a way of making us creators. I am a creative. I don't know if you understand that. Um, I am a creative, and I dare not do what it is that some of these other motherfuckers do. No, I'm not them, and I sure in the fuck ain't you. But what this guy does right here, it is not admirable. It's not even nothing that I smile at. It's just something that has to go into the ethos. It has to go into the, the, the canon, this body of work that I'm putting together. This motherfucking creator, he went to the police department. Come on, you guys. Come on, you guys. Listen to this shit right here. This motherfucking creator did this on TikTok. Going to Megan Hall's police station. Now, I don't know if you know who Megan Hall is, but you should listen to the podcast right now. You should pull your phone out. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead. Give me five stars. Like, share, do all that shit. Do it real, real quick. Will Megan Hall be doing any, like, ride-alongs? Like where I can like ride along with her and stuff you like that. You want to talk to the supervisor about that? Yeah, I mean, I heard she busted the whole police yeah, department. I wanted to be next in line for the busting. She no longer works for the department, okay? Why not? Where is Megan at? Tell Megan I want her and Becky to come outside and play. Well, let me talk to the supervisor. I heard all kinds of different. Yeah, I heard the super. Man, I heard the super was getting the super. Stories. There's people Absolutely. saying this. You got ID on Three six six. It might go down. How's it going, sir? The person you requested doesn't work here. Where is she? And we don't have ride alongs right now. Damn it, I really wanted her to sign my poster here. Well, then you don't have to contact her. I got, he got the poster. He got a poster of Megan Hall for her to sign. I mean, you want to talk about somebody showing, just showing how much they truthfully do respect the art of making love. Damn it, do you know where she lives? Like you can hook me up with I the Addy? I can't disclose that. I can't give out people's personal information. I forgot, I have to disclose this with you. I am carrying protection, so it's in my, my pocket right here. Um, I have to disclose it with you. Okay, well. And just in case she was here, um, I have a pair of Trojan Light 100s in there, okay. so. All right, have a good day. You can check it, man. Bruh, bruh, brought the Trojans. Hey, man. Hey, say what you want to say. At least he kept it motherfucking truthful. I mean, hell, what, 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 what more could you ask for from this generation? He kept it 100. He went down there to investigate, to see what was going on with Miss Hall. And this is no shots fired at Miss Hall. She's already received a few shots that were directly fired at her face. But anyway, let us move on to more pressing and interesting matters in the motherfucking world. Now, in 1999, some of you motherfuckers listening weren't even born, but this was actually a thing. This right here, this commercial was actually a thing. Listen to this. New America Online 4.0. The easiest just got easier. It's easy to install and easy to get started. Everyone I know is on it. Email, <laughs> instant messages. There's no better way to keep in touch. You've got mail. They made the internet easier than ever. Free 24-hour customer service. We've spent over $1 billion to create the world's largest high-speed network. Now with 56K, connections are faster than ever. It's fast. That nigga said 56K. If you have a phone line, you can go online. What will they think of next? America Online, so easy to use, no wonder it's number one. You know, a lot of people got their credit fucked up fucking with America Online and fucking with the beginning part of the internet to now see what has happened as this child that it is, uh, the internet was, has turned into, it's like a young adult, right? It's a, so you could call, you could call a young adult a bitch, right? The internet is a bitch, and I'm just gonna say that right now. Some of the stories that I have to report right now 
are some bitch ass motherfucking stories. So I don't know if this is a bitch ass move or or maybe it is a genius move. You know what? I may be onto something. Maybe I have things worded incorrectly or maybe the definitions that were taught to me when I went to school was a motherfucking lie. Because now that I think about it, what this guy does right here, it might not be a bitch move. It might be genius. And when I say genius, I'm talking about Albert Einstein. I'm talking about, you know, that baby was born with glasses. Smart. That's what the fuck I mean. Listen to what this guy does when he gets caught cheating. That nigga said, bitch, I don't know you. No, I'm always there for you. Will you need something to eat? Will you need somewhere to stay? You'll be in my friends. Are you dead ass? Are you dead ass? I'm a bum. He called her a bum. Now, I don't know exactly what to do with that part. I get more money than you. You need me. Without me. But the, the, see, the thing is, you said when he needs somewhere to stay, maybe he just want to fuck on you for a little bit and leave. I think the dialogue may, maybe we might have a miscommunication here. I don't even, what if that's not really her baby daddy? Hold on. Let's, let's play devil's advocate. Come on now. We got to be fair. What if, what if you sitting with your baby mama and some random crazy bitch walks up to the car talking about some wild shit, like some wild shit. Are you dead ass? Do I pay with you? Let's examine that. What do you do if you have not been doing anything and you're just sitting, let's just say you come out of the grocery outlet or you come out of wherever the fuck it is that you shop at. You come out to 99 cents though. Better yet, you come out of motherfucking Walmart. Hey, everybody goes to Walmart, right? Or Target. Maybe you're the, 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 uh, the upper tasting type. You're at Target. That's Target. You're at Target, and uh, uh, you're sitting in the car, and some random bitch runs up to the damn fucking driver's side of the car, and she's yelling, hey, hey, I love you. What are you doing in the car? What do you do? Do you jump out the car and pimp slap the bitch? Do you jump out the car and punch her in the gut so she loses all the oxygen in her motherfucking lungs? What do you do? Or do you calmly say listen you fucking lunatic i don't know you get the fuck away from my car right now and then you shut the door and drive off like this guy did maybe we're looking at this the wrong way and this bitch has a mental illness and it's not a far-reaching thing to actually kind of work that into anything because a lot of people are dealing with their own mental illnesses, me included, of course. I have to have a mental illness to want to speak into the void of nothing every single day, right? Yeah, red flags, red flags. <laughs> but, but, when we're talking about mental illness, we have to talk about a real mental illness that's going on, and that's the fuck, the, 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 the reissuance of hurt, the fucking, the, 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 the wanting to, to uh, you want to put back out the hurt that it is that you feel. And you may not necessarily identify what that is that's hurting you, but you do know that you want somebody else to hurt just as much as you, right? That's the thing. Now, I reported on a few stories last week that I'm going to be following up on this podcast, like this one right here. Okay, um... This happened in Milwaukee, and the crazy thing about stuff like this is you can't uh, prepare for this. You can't say, like, well, what if this happens one day and kind of, like, expect this to happen? No one expects this. So this happened the other day, middle of the day. This woman is at home with her, I believe, four young children. They had just all gone upstairs to take a nap. Um, this guy shows up, rings their ring doorbell, uh, stands up there for a while, looks like he counts some money maybe that he has, He's looking around a little bit, uh, rings the doorbell again. Altogether, he was there like, you know, maybe just under a minute. Um, when no one answers the door, he finally decides to walk off and then uh, figures he should do one more thing. 
he shoots. He fired eight shots through the front door. The door that he just rang the doorbell on twice. So, like, you could legitimately have someone coming to that door. If she had heard it upstairs and bothered to come downstairs, there was enough time for that to happen. And then she would be shot. Those bullets went into her home, into her living room, into her furniture and her walls. And she has no idea who that guy is or what he wanted. Now, the good news is Friday night, um, police actually identified him. They're just saying he's a 46-year-old Milwaukee resident. Um, but they found him and arrested him. So he's off the streets. But, like, what was he thinking? What could have possibly been the thought process? Like, oh, nobody's home. Never mind. Uh, you know, instead of being what normal people would do and be like, oh, I'll leave a note. He's like, oh, I'll empty the clip into their door. I... Now that's coming to you from Baller Alert. You know, there's a lot to always unpack from every single story that, that it is that I either report or I have commentary for. There's a lot to report there, especially the simple, the simple uh, optics of that situation. And that's that she didn't even know who the fuck he was. Some random ass dude just shows up at your house. He doesn't look like he's going to do much at first, and he's counting money. So that kind of makes you think that he don't want nothing, right? He don't want too much of nothing. But after you don't respond, he walks off, and he reaches inside of his jacket, and he fires eight shots into your home. Now, as a parent, as a father, as a person, and as a human, that scares the shit out of me because I have children that have children. And not only that, it makes me not want to answer my motherfucking door anymore. I thought it was the Mormons that we was hiding from. You don't even, I mean, fuck, I, and I will have the Mormons come in and sit down and drink tea. What is wrong with these motherfuckers? This is not something that I am saying is not normal it is now normal that guy said like a normal person would leave a note that's not normal where i come from to leave a note on somebody's door no if somebody's not home you walk the fuck away and you come back and see if they home later but to shoot into someone's home eight times it doesn't seem normal but i believe i reported on a story that's very similar to that fucking story where this guy right here, listen to this, shows up to an apartment complex in California with a mask on and a fully loaded AR and a side strapping backpack and hits the doorbell and waits. We can't answer the door right now, but if you'd like to leave a message, you can do it now. He shows up and waits and you can hear like somebody like, you don't hear them say like, no, but someone obviously was looking at that shit and sent it to voicemail, but he was waiting. That right there is so scary because I come from back in the days when I know that motherfuckers look at the peephole and if there's a light there as soon as you stick your motherfucking head out some guy could just shoot through your fucking door and knock your block off I mean I don't know what's normal and what's not normal anymore because now what used to be not normal is normal walking around with a full mask on your face is now normal you can walk into anywhere like a goddamn robber it's normal you could walk around with guns and knock on doors and actually shoot into people's homes that is normal and they don't report about it enough at least not enough for me but there's another thing that's becoming normalized right up under our motherfucking eyes and we don't see it we, because we don't hear about it and when we don't hear about it we don't investigate it well that's why i'm here that's why this is justice in the peace and that's why i do what the fuck it is that i do and do it well Listen to this weird motherfucking shit that I reported on earlier. This is a follow-up. 
Now lately, a lot of people have been calling us conspiracy theorists for pointing out the obvious that there are actual people in our society attempting to normalize pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of the people that don't believe that pedophilia is being sympathized with at a growing rate that is very concerning right in front of our faces, then you might want to keep watching this. Here we have what's called apparently a MAP support club. Again, we have people using the term MAP now to try and lessen the shock factor of when somebody calls, you know, a pedophile a pedophile, right? So that's the first attempt that we're seeing is that we're changing verbiage now that sounds just sugar-coated. This is why vocabulary is very important to anyone listening. This is why the definition of words and the understanding of how you put them together and how these acronyms and all of these, these uh, uh, the, the way that they be trying to hide shit in words, it's important to understand what it is that you're subscribing. I'm sorry, continue. Instead of just calling them you know, what they are. So I just want to point out that this community also has a chat room where the minimum age is 13 years old. Wow. You know, <laughs> I wonder what could happen when you have a bunch of 13 year olds in the same chat room as a bunch of people who admit to being attracted to children. That is a recipe for literal disaster. And that is absolutely disgusting that this website has not been taken down yet. You know this community is full of a bunch of sick individuals when you have to have guidelines that specifically say, oh, you can't post, you know, pornographic images of children and you can't post children shirtless. And you know, lately, a lot of people have been calling us conspiracy theorists for pointing out the obvious. That I mean, it's obvious that is and how this is operating is is even more scarier to me because you know since people can't question anything anymore and you could get shut down demonetized canceled lose your retirement and all kinds of other shit for either asking questions or making statements it gives it gives people with this type of uh this type of fucking sick behavior room for operation so please be very very careful of what it is that you allow in your home into your phone into whatever it is that you got going on around you because motherfuckers are not operating on a fair motherfucking playing field and and when i say they're not operating on a on a fair playing field they're making things that we know is not supposed to be going into effect into effect have you seen how much it costs to buy a dozen of eggs my nigga now i know that's not a significant matter to some of you vegans or some of you people i don't even know do vegans eat eggs i don't know to you motherfuckers who don't eat eggs you don't care about this story but the u.s customs and border patrol are saying that egg smuggling yes niggas is smuggling not niggas but people are smuggling eggs into the country and it is up a hundred and eight percent egg smuggling who would have knew that that would be a motherfucking thing in my life anyway this is coming to you from hollywood unlocked it looks like the u.s customs and border protection officials are cracking down on egg smuggling at the u.s and mexican border so that's here at the mexican border as egg smuggling has soared to 108% as, as egg prices soar themselves. Besides the usual shipments of guns, drugs being confiscated at the U.S. and Mexican border, custom agents are now intercepting another hot commodity. Oh my God, huevos. Apparently, traffickers have been attempting to sneak thousands of eggs across the border per week amid the skyrocketing prices of chicken offspring in certain parts of america some grocery stores are charging a whopping eight dollars for a dozen of eggs now if you don't buy your groceries and you get food stamps nigga i'm pretty sure you don't really care but then again you should care because that's less food stamps for the filet yin yong <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all call it, yin yang. But uh, anyway, subsequently, customs and border protection officials have since reported an uptick 
of 108% in egg seizures within the last three months of 2022. In a new border report update, it has been noted that violators could end up looking at a hefty fine of up to $10,000 if busted. Elsewhere, it has been reported that 2022's bird flu outbreaks, which resulted in over 57 million U.S. birds dying or being cold, has only added to the growing pieces of eggs growing prices of eggs, I'm sorry. The flu's damaging results, coupled with inflation, has more than doubled egg prices. In January of 2022, the average price of a, do of a dozen of eggs was a mere $1.93. So last year, the same time, you were getting a dozen of eggs at $1.93. Right now, a dozen of eggs could be eight bucks depending on where the fuck it is that you live at. So the average price had jumped all the way up to 4.25 per dozen. Meanwhile, down in Mexico, 30 eggs will run a customer about 3 bucks. I mean, that right there is America's capitalism at its most, at its best, working sufficiently, working fluidly, working, I mean, as it should. That is the American way. Find what the fuck it is that they want and jack up the goddamn price so only the rich, only the ones who are able to afford what it is that they need could actually get what the fuck it is that they need to survive in a way that makes sense for the rest of Wait a minute, my guy. How you doing, grandson? Papa. What's up? What's what's going on, man? I, you know, I try, I try. But yes, depending on where you could fucking, depending on where you live at, you could fucking pay eight dollars for a dozen of eggs. That just doesn't make any sense. I also cannot leave that story without saying thank you, Hollywood Unlocked. I appreciate you. Love ya. Yeah, I mean, eggs, eight dollars. You, you want to throw away ten bucks? That's a whole dime sack for some of you niggas. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Have a laugh, you motherfuckers. Have a laugh. You know what? There's somebody who is a professional comedian. I'm not even an amateur, but listen to one of the goats share a story that only people in the nine plus club could actually admire, accept, and acknowledge as true, true fatherhood. People see me and they'll be like, you really got 10 kids? <laughs> and it's different with men and women. The men yeah. be like, look at me like, this nigga's crazy. <laughs> And with women, it's a little, like, a little, because it's kind of, you know, Eddie Murphy's doing some serious fight. <laughs> I don't know how it's coming across. I know it's coming off very, very low on this side, so I will not put that in the podcast. But that's Eddie Murphy. That, that, that was the GOAT. Eddie. That was Eddie. That was Eddie talking about what it's like to have a whole bunch of children and how the first response for most people was like, damn, you be liking to do a lot of fucking. I mean, who doesn't like to fuck a lot? Who does not like to have sex? Who does not like to get fucked? I mean, it's not a bad, who doesn't like to fuck? It, 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 I, what can I tell you? What, I, what, where was I going? I, I don't know. I just know this. I know one thing, some people are not to be fucked around with. And I don't care what age it is that most young men are, you don't fuck with a young nigga's money. I wanna go ahead and play this little very, very intimate clip in between an older gentleman and a few younger, and a few, wait, one older gentleman and a few younger gentlemen who are out trying to chase their bag. This is what happens when your TikTok pranks and your your little stupid YouTube videos go wrong. Yo, y'all got a permit out this job? Huh? We need a permit. I'm about to call the cops on y'all, man. No, a real rat. You hear that at the end? One of those young guys walked right up to him and slapped the shit out of that guy. Let's hear it again. 
Yo, y'all got a permit out this job? Huh? We need a permit. I'm about to call the cops on y'all, man. No, real rap. Yeah. Sometimes that shit ain't funny. A lot of shit ain't funny to a lot of motherfucking people. A lot of shit is just fucking weird. But at the same time, I'm here for it all. I have to go ahead and document what the fuck it is that I see. One thing that's not funny. One thing that is not weird is the American dream, right? We all want to get that money. We all want that house on the hill. We all want to live in a gated community where we could go out into the world and then come back into the safety of our home. Well, I want to tell you a story about something that we all know about, something that a majority of us enjoy from time to time. And that is, I want to tell the thing that I want to tell you about is Sriracha. Do you know about Sriracha? Have you ever seen the Sriracha bottle anywhere? Do you eat Sriracha on your, on your, on your fish? I don't know how to pronounce it. It just sounds good when you say it like that. Well, Sriracha is the untold motherfucking American story. Listen to this, all right? The guy who created Sriracha, the founder, David Tran, he fled, <coughs> excuse me, he fled communist Vietnam for LA in the late 1970s, and he brought his hot sauce recipe with him. His Sriracha, what is a quintessential, a quintessential rooster logo and the green cap went on to become a cult classic, right? Now, let me see. The crazy thing about this is that Trans Hot Sauce, right? It, it, it hit a revenue of 150 million plus a year with no sales team. So no trademark and zero dollars in ad spending. This guy's recipe alone by itself spoke to the motherfucking people and as soon as it fucking hit the shelves i don't even know who put me on sriracha i don't even know if i heard about sriracha i just know when i seen it i just wanted to try this shit now the creator he's making the sauce right he made this sauce an actual success that's the, he made it a success by just belief because he didn't put any money into the ads. He didn't put any money into no trademarks or anything. He just got a rooster, he got the recipe, he got the bottle, and he put it on the shelves. And the people picked the motherfucking shit up. That is an American dream. What's not a motherfucking American dream is robbing your fellow people that you live with. That's just not what you do. That's not how you're supposed to get down. That's not what the fuck I believe. Anybody's calling is. I, I truthfully don't. But, you know, sometimes niggas gotta get robbed. <laughs> I'm playing. Don't rob people. Anyway, like I was saying, I usually give rappers a hard time. And this is kind of why. Let's Kanye West didn't create a whole emoji he just rapped on his shit. And if you listen to Kanye West rapping, it, this shit is amazing. He's opposite of, yo, we street diggers, we sell cocaine, we will, we should, we should. He didn't make any of that shit up. He talked about his mama and through the wire, nigga, being in a shit that really happened to him. I say Drake is, the Drake is dope as fuck too. Not one time that I hear started from the bottom. We were selling cocaine. I sold 14. I shot 19, niggas. And then I went over here and I got stacked up my bread. I, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga? <laughs> the fuck are you saying? But Drake shit is so fly and so simple. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. I was like, oh! This nigga's brilliant. Kanye's the same way. Jesus walks. He didn't have to say, if you don't buy my records, God did. I'm like, what did God do? God like bitches and hoes? <laughs> you rapping about bitches and hoes and cocaine. What God is this? <laughs> God did!
Oh, it's a marketing scheme. You're guilty people into buying this bullshit. You won't want to be blessed. No. I do not. Neither do I. Neither do I. And I say that I put that on because I have to give these rappers a hard time. It's easy to talking about when you get to talking about spinning the block and shooting shit up and doing all this other shit. The art of actually making someone vividly escape their surroundings and immerse themselves into yours is something that is now being lost. And not only has it been lost, it is now being accepted as an art form in rap. Let me play this clip for you. And this is what I consider rap. We used to pray for all them honey dollar sneaks. Standing by the stove just to get some heat. We was rocking dirty clothes. I had stains on my teeth. That shit stained on my mind. Cause my bed smell like pee. Look, Buck used to have them fiends running in and out. My mama couldn't pay them bills. We couldn't keep a house. A lot of shit we didn't have. That's why we went without. While Steven tried to touch my sister, then he hit the couch. Damn, them going to Vista days. I really miss them days. Half of them in a cage, other half in the grave. We grew, but we didn't age. Torn from a different page, from a house that we didn't save. Black people don't sage. I used to live in color. As a lady, I just been in bathe. Cause where I'm from, they let it ring. Who trying to get engaged? You get a DP if you slide and you didn't engage. Caught in the middle, that's what happens when you send a stage. Yeah. But well, that's what happens when you hate a man Got me feeling less in these situations I'm greater than The east of the city, so all my family's a Raider fan Wanna talk to my dad, homies Heaven ain't got a day to plan You ever put the seat back to sleep in the car? You ever live with somebody while they eating you starve? Man Now, that right there is motherfucking rap music That, to me, is rap music That guy, I don't know where you at Where you listening to this shit at? Maybe at work? Maybe I'm in your head somewhere but yeah, that right there is motherfucking rap music. That, what he just now spit, is about six niggas songs. Real shit. That is gas. And I want to not only acknowledge the talent that the, that young man has, I don't know his name, but I do want to thank him for his contribution to the culture because that is actual rap. What I want to extend upon is not only us recognizing each other's talent, but not only that, let us not normalize the suffering that it is that we have repeatedly seen over and over and over in our communities. We don't want the next generation trying to outshine each other with the darkness it is that we have came out of. We are the strongest people no matter what nobody say. Let us first acknowledge that and move forward in that fashion. I had to put that out there because when I saw that young man go ahead and go all the way in, I had to find a way to work him into the damn show. And I thank him once again for surviving, you know, exactly what it is that he was talking about because you could hear the emotion in his voice that that is something that actually happened in his lifetime. In our lifetime, a lot of fucking things happen. I'm gonna tell you this story. And this story is about a sailor who was lost at sea for 24 days. And this guy survived on ketchup and garlic powder. This is again coming to you from Hollywood Unlocked. A sailor was lost at sea for 24 days and only relied on a bottle of ketchup and garlic to survive the ordeal. I wonder if this is a true story. If it is, this guy is, he's a hero to himself first. Now, Elvis Francois, 27, spent almost a month at sea after severe weather conditions dragged his boat 700 miles from a restoration project he worked on in St. Martin. While waiting for help, the Dominican, the, wait, the Dominican native used garlic powder, Maggie, which is a stock stick, and ketchup with water to survive. He told NBC News that he attempted to go back to St. Martin, but failed because it took him a while to mount and fix his sail, but lost track of how to return to the port. Now, quote unquote, it was rough. Without no food, it was just a bottle of ketchup, and that, it was just a bottle of ketchup that was on the boat, garlic, garlic powder, and Maggie. So I mixed up some water, 
I tried to go back to the port, but I lost track because it take me a while to mount up and sell to fix the sale. Now, if you want to hear more about this story, you want to hear more about Elvis Francois, go over to Hollywood Unlocked. And definitely, we want to thank Deja Monet at Deja. Deja, uh, Deja V. Monet on Instagram. Thank you, Deja Monet. Excuse me. Anyway, that guy's a damn survivor. There's a lot of people who survive a lot of crazy shit. There are some crazy survival fucking stories on here that I have seen. Some of them I think you need to know about. Some of them I really don't even want to put the fuck out there. But one thing that I do want everyone to know is that if you did graduate from high school or you are in college, there is a sad truth that you need to actually accept. And that's that um, you may have been lied to your whole life and you may have survived one of the biggest motherfucking conspiracies in this country. Please, please take a listen to this shit right here. Now, children are exposed to education if their parents are wise and healthy, i.e. if their parents are wise men and wise women, children get educated. If they're not, they get indoctrinated. There's a big difference. Our education system teaches people what to think, not how to think. If you study the history of our education system, Ken Wilber goes into this quite deeply if you want a resource. Our education system is still the exact system that was developed by warlords and plantation owners to control slaves. It was developed specifically to keep the kids busy so they could get more works out of the slaves, more hours out of them, and to train the children not to be creative, not to think for themselves, and to follow orders. That is exactly what your education system is today. Now, children are exposed to education if their parents are wise and healthy. I now, you see, I had to play the beginning over because it is now up to us as parents of the next generation to be much more wise and much more healthy and much more considerate, much more loving to the generation beneath, the, beneath us. Even though we come from a very flawed, a very tarnished generation before us, it is now in our hands to sit down and talk to these guys, to talk to these women, to talk to these men, young women, young men, and try to educate them that everything that it is that they've been teaching us, we've been fucked up on. We sorry. You know, and I'm not saying a pot don't know. Maybe you need to say you're sorry to yourself and get smarter. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. But us as adults, if you have a child, be very mindful of the systems that are at work and at play outside of your home. Because as soon as your child leave, as soon as your child leaves your house, you give, it's the chain of custody. You have now given custody of your child to the state. And whatever state it is that you live in, the laws that it is that they have enacted will shape the way that your child develops. And the way that they want your child to develop is become a mindless fucking consumer. They want us all to be consumers. So as you consume, this podcast, I want you to also enlighten yourself and understand that the only thing that I'm pushing up over here is self-recognition. Recognize right now that you got the power to control what the fuck is going on in your life. You cannot control what the fuck is going on outside of your motherfucking world, but be weary that these things are very much happening on this marble. No matter what the fuck nobody has said to you, no matter what the fuck it is that you believe, you need to be careful when you leave your home. And you need to be very, very wary when your children leave your home too. Because it's a scary place and I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to motherfucking prepare you. Keep your motherfucking head on a swivel. All right, man? I don't want to report nothing else bad. I really don't. So I'm gonna try to find something for you. Something that might leave you with a little bit, I mean a little bit of a, a I don't know, a super, a super feeling inside. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you about this very, 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 you guys all know who uh, Tony Stark is, don't you? What if I were to tell you that there is a Tony Stark and he's black? Check this story out. 
This African is doing amazing things, he invented an electric car that can run without a battery and without recharging, a television set that works perfectly without power, and a helicopter that flies without fuel. Maxwell Chikambutso, a Zimbabwean, has shown that his genius can weaken the economies of the superpowers to the benefit of Africa. He has three assassination attempts to his credit. He invented a technology to turn radio frequencies into electricity. He applied for- Oh shit, my bad. But yeah, Maxwell, this guy Maxwell is the black Tony Stark. Now, I didn't know if something had happened to him because they, uh, they, as in the people where I heard that story from, they didn't really go into deep detail on where it was that he was at. So, of course, I had to go ahead and do a little bit investigative research myself. And let me read to you this article right here that's coming from the Morabi Post, okay? The Morabi Post. The United States government has given Zimbabwe's prolific inventor, Maxwell, I'm going to call him Maxwell, and I'm going to try to say his name one time, Chikumumbust, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, they've given this inventor, Maxwell, a new home in the populous state of California. Now, Maxwell is the founder of Safe Holdings, under which he made headlines for his serial innovations, which include the world's first ever green power generator, which can produce electricity using radio frequencies. They can produce electricity. He has made a machine to produce electricity using radio frequencies an electric powered car which doesn't consume fuel a multi-fueled hel helicopter and many more prolific <laughs> innovations according to the zombian observer online maxwell from his new base in the united states of america he expressed disappointment that africa did not see what the u.s government saw in his groundbreaking inventions now, quote unquote, the U.S. government this saw. This is for masters. Okay, this, this thing's starting over. My bad. Now, the U.S. government saw what Africa did not, and California is now our home. The head of office of Safe Holdings Incorporated and I. I always love Africa. I am so proud of being born and raised in Africa. I will surely come back to Zimbabwe, where everything started," said Maxwell. Now, Maxwell's journey started in 1997 when he started experimenting with various technologies while in, uh, I don't know, he was in some part of Africa. At one point, he was profiled on ZBC TV as a prominent young man in the innovation industry. He developed the first green power prototype generator, which produces 100% clean consumable energy using radio frequencies. Now, why isn't this technology being implemented anywhere, everywhere? all the time right fucking now come on y'all in 1999 he built his first successful project which was a radio broadcast transmitter for which he made the headlines on zbc news he started broadcasting though illegally the project fell away due to lack of funding in 2001 under the membership of rose Missoula, then Broadcasting Association of Zimbabwe chairperson, he developed what he named the Digital Navigation Facilitator, which is used to facilitate, to facilitate landing of aircraft from variables that include the size of the aircraft, its position and altitude, speed, and so on. He took to the air Zimbabwe Technical Training Center, where it was assembled and giving commendation by aircraft engineers, he says that it became the first addition or modification to, uh, to Zimbabwe aircraft technology since 1980. This guy right here is fucking Tony Stark. Matter of fact, he's Maxwell. This guy right here needs, what, where are the fucking rappers and shit at? Where are all of the people with all of that money talking about buy black and all that other shit? Where the fuck are you at? Why you got all of these other rappers who got guns pointed at each other? Why aren't you showing them a new way with this kind of shit right here? That we capable, we have already created the shit that it is that they tell us does not exist. It is here right now in your lifetime. You can get electricity. Through the radio frequency, my guys, my gals, you others. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay. Now, it, it, some things happened in Africa, and everything kind of was, 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 was off and on and on and off. So they lost it funding. And that's why I think he eventually came up over to uh, the United States of America. I'm not sure 
if this, I'm going to do some more research on this story to make sure that this isn't one of those side pieces to get a motherfucker way off track. But yeah, that is some great shit on everything I love. We have a black Tony Stark, and he invented some shit that is in the movies. That is some Wakanda forever shit. I mean, what what what, what else do you want me to tell you? Do, do you want me to tell you? I mean, because I could tell you some shit. Do you want me to tell you that maybe it would just be wonderful? Oh, I, don't tell me I don't got it. No, I don't got it. I, I saved some shit, made some fly shit that's not showing up. But yeah, man, what if I were to tell you that living in California is a scary thing? I mean, it is tremendously all the time scary. You never know what the fuck is going to happen. You never know when it's going to happen. You never know who it's going to happen to. I mean, shit. Oh shit, look at the motherfucking time. I gotta get the fuck up out of here. I'm pretty sure you probably doing what it is that you're supposed to do. It's time for me to get my ass doing what the fuck it is that I'm supposed to do. So anyway, I wanna thank you for listening to another episode of the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Maybe I'll drop a two-piece later on. Go ahead and pull out your phones, hit that like, give me that ratings, uh, subscribe. Sharing is support. I don't want your motherfucking money, you broke, stingy motherfucker. Keep your goddamn money. I just need 10, 15 seconds of your time. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, share that shit to your friends. Have somebody else tell me that the podcast sucks so I can tell them what to do with their uncle's dick. Anyways, every single one of these podcasts are sh- they're, they're recording. They're recorded in one sitting. No edits, no adjustments. Everything is all genuine, and I am justice. Every single one of these podcasts are dedicated to the life, the love, the legacy, the memory of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day until my last breath is left. And once again, I want to thank you for lending me your ear or your speaker and definitely for giving me a piece of your time. Once again, this is Justice, and this is another Justice in the Peace podcast. Papa. Grandson, what's going on? I mean, you know, I, I, I did it. It's my day. We're done. It's time to get the, you know, we got to get the fuck up out of here. I got to go. I got shit to do, you know? So, 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 so you, you know what I mean, man. Go, That's right. Peace. <laughs>